This is literally Pride Rock without the pride. <laughs> From the day on the web. If you ever see this spider holding up another spider, we need to be notified immediately. <laughs> or if the two spider webs ledges combine. Dirty dancing action. Oh my god. What if that spider goes to the end and is just trying to tell that spider, like, you can make it. You can make it. And it's going to leap onto the up. Oh, whoa. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? He, I don't know. What is he doing? So I was looking at you. <laughs> the window. I'm closest to the window. He can't get. <laughs> we oh, I don't that. like it when he walks. <laughs> I don't actually know what bit of the window he's on. I think they're, I think he, so it's like screen. They're in the middle. Yes. Glass. Isn't that crazy? They can fit in there, period, though. I know. Like in the little squares. I think there's just like, there's sometimes, there must be like a little gap somewhere. Because mm-hmm. he could not fit in the screen. There's got like down in the bottom so. corner. I think Maybe. they got in that way. As long as there's I'll a gap check. on the outside, not the yeah. Outside. They got in from the outside. Yeah, it's probably nice and warm in there. Possibly. I need a spray. Oh, we're gonna You're gonna some. shut down the spider resort. You betcha. Spidertopia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spidertopia. <laughs> oh no. Spooter, find a new home. Spooter. <laughs> Spooter on out of here. Okay. Well, listen. Yeah. Actually, Spooter, if you just leave when you see the hose. Then you can do it all over again and piss Aaron off. <laughs> Mr. Spooter. They'll be gone by the time winter comes. That's, yeah. That's when you have time. to worry about them when they come inside. Because they got the warmth. Oh, I didn't have a real big bug issue in the winter. Now That's I'm seeing a lot. Cold down here. Now I'm seeing a lot more <laughs> bugs. Freeze them out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Get out of here. I sprayed for bugs right when we bought our house. And I sprayed again recently. Because I saw, I don't know what a brown recluse looks like. But this <gasps> thing was brown. And it was like pretty similar color to these brown wicker like chairs we have. And mm-hmm. like my favorite time of day How, is like like this. Re- okay, well, I think that? they're a little bigger, but it could have been cool. Cool. I'm choosing to believe it wasn't. I think the thing with brown recluses <laughs> is like the body is kind of like that, like a little bigger, but it's their legs that are like long. I think mm-hmm. these legs were thicker. Oh, maybe had a baby tarantula. I don't know, but it was, I didn't like it one bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Either way. <laughs> you know what I really fucking hate? Those jumping spiders. Shh. I'm sorry. They're jumping <laughs> spiders? Yeah, they're like little tiny. They're, they look cute from far away, like, because they're this big, okay? So they're, they I've never all, been a spider and been like, look at you cute They're all night. fuzzy and like, you know, zoomed in. It's like, oh, and then it, they, it fucking moves. And you thought those things are fast? <laughs> no. Are those the noises it makes? Yeah. <laughs> if you listen real carefully, you hear Charlotte going pew, 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 jumping around. Shit you not, man. I have never felt more like the big demigod things from Hercules that just walk <gasps> around like, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Like, never want to feel slow. Look at these spiders. Have we been recording this whole time? Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you making notes a minute ago, and I was like, I swear to God, if this is all... <laughs> welcome to Spooter Sunrise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. JK, welcome to Sinister Sunrise. I am Morgan. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. And this is episode 70-something. say like it's nine and we're feeling alive or like whatever it's like four 
and we are not a bunch of whores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the four actually, card? Actually, tell the, me the four Actually, card. the four made me think of doors. Oh. oh it's like, not walking out the door. I don't know. This, hope this ain't a chore. We're on the bottom floor. <laughs> uh, Recording this will give you more. Oh. Shit. Flips table. I think drops is, like, the microphone. Really impressed by that. Look at him. He's not moving. The other one was kind of moving its booty earlier. Oh. So. It liked what it heard. Yeah, it's it did. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I know we normally have, like, group patter, but I have to comment and tell our listeners about me visiting the Stanley. The Stanley Hotel. The Stanley Hotel. So, all in all, very beautiful. It's in Estes Park. Excuse me. Um, Huge. I mean, the main hotel building alone, I was like, damn, I feel like a spooter. Like, it's so... (laughs) (laughs) Spooter is the... um, spider we have in our window yeah our own charlotte's we have, web we action have two now scooter and pooter <laughs> no 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 Spoot, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> it was the it was the huh, at the end for me oh yeah oh yeah Spoot, Putin, you gotta you gotta raise it up <laughs> spooter and spooter and sally so, spooter spider and sally spider if you guys want to write in um, a name for our second spider, we yeah. will pick one. We think it's a girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, Spooter is number one. He's the OG. He's the alpha. Sitting yes. at our table recording, he is on the right and has a much larger web than the other spider on the left. So here, Sarah's actually currently taking pictures of Spooter. I'm literally waiting for him to like, jump through. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those videos of yes. like the fake spiders oh, like, that you're watching. Like, you're like, and you're it, like, watching something else and you have no fucking idea. And then all of a sudden it's, it's like just a like spider. spider. Yeah. Yep. Ugh, Hate those. Me out. I know they're behind, but it's just getting my hands. Oh, yeah. These are the spiders that live in the window pane of, of Sarah, of Aaron's basement. That um, Aaron wants for to now. Know. Yes. Don't be a Thanos. Maybe Let that's why live. you don't have bugs in your basement, Aaron. Maybe why? Spooter is, is eating them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big ass net. <laughs> net. <laughs> That's a big ass web he has. It is. He's got a window net. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, um, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, and all of you in betweeners. Uh, please find a name for our second spider. Yeah. They are smaller than Spooter. Um, and would love a chance to be named. We'll give you the whole setup. We'll se- we'll take a pic of the whole setup. Yes. Here. Yeah. Yes. So cool. Uh, anyway, Stanley yeah. Hotel. So it's a, like eleven plus buildings. Oh, yeah. Uh, I could. I feel like I could be a tour guide. Honestly, I was uh-huh. just absorbing everything they were saying, and I was like, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the reason Mr. Stanley, yo, you know Stanley? I don't know, something weird. Uh, he was diagnosed with incurable tuberculosis mm-hmm. and was sent to the mountains to die, basically. Yeah, and instead. He recovered, which was, like, unheard of at the time. And he was like, all right, cool. I'm going to live my life to the fullest. And he invented, so back in the day, cameras, old-ass cameras, you know, with the flash bulbs and all that stuff. There was something in it called a wet plate. And that is, like, how you developed the picture. Okay. And it would take, like, hours or days to, like, fully develop it. Like, it takes time in the, like, wet plate. Then it has to go be in process Mm -hmm. and, like, all this shit. Well, he developed the dry plate, and it took, like, no time, like, 30 seconds 
and then you could go bring it home and develop it. You didn't need a dark room. You didn't need, it was like a Polaroid. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why he has all this money because he like literally changed photography forever. So he built this house and it was like five bedrooms, three bathrooms, like just beautiful estate for him and his guests. And he had a couple people visit and he was like, oh, this is far too small. (laughs) (laughs) Woe is me. I can't live here with my guests so he made this fucking massive hotel and then the house he lived in was his quote like guest house where he would just like let families and friends stay just live in this house in the mountains it's like a mile away from the hotel all while he's building this grand massive hotel Mm -hmm. for himself and everybody else and when i say (laughs) like it's too small for me apparently he was like not at all like snotty or rude about his wealth so like I don't want to take that back a little bit. Okay. He was very nice, very giving. And the prime example of that is if you've ever listened to anything about the Stanley Hotel, you've probably heard about the like explosion that happened there. So there was a power outage, which like back in the day when they like electricity was like even hard to come by, let alone like fix it. So it went out and he had backup candles in all of the rooms so he escorted every like a bunch of people out of the hotel and was like let's go to the carriage house i think that's where they went and we'll just wait while the maids go through and light all of the candles so that and then you guys can go back in Mm -hmm. well when you walk into the hotel on the far left side there's a dining room and right above that was room 217 which is now like four separate rooms okay and it was like the presidential suite and this woman like was going around lighting all the candles opened the door with her candle to light and there was a gas leak that no one knew about so as soon as she opened the door exploded they said there was like bits and pieces of the actual building like miles away that's how big the explosion was oh that's terrible this woman survived no they said she like fell to like the floor like demolished beneath her and the only thing that like kept her like saved her was her corset she was wearing like a whalebone corset and it like kept her like in like stuck and like kept her like safe oh, so her. we're bringing back the corset yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all she had was two broken ankles oh my god yeah yes so so <laughs> bits of the building miles away <clears throat> tell me this place isn't already spooky already there, maybe. Not, maybe her corset saved her, but something else was there. Maybe it was one of those things, like, isn't it, like, in, like, car accidents, you hurt yourself more because you're, like, so rigid? But if you're, like, really, like, I guess... When you have no idea it's coming. Yeah, yeah. more relaxed. Like, maybe she, like, no idea. She was like, all right. <laughs> oh, no. Like that, yeah. McCarthy thing. Do you see that movie she's in where she gets hit by a car? And she walks away and everyone... Walks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, um, did you not just get smoked? And she's like... No, I saw it on WikiLeaks. Like, you're supposed to just relax your body. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of... Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if it really works like that, but... Yeah, I mean, it is... It's supposed to, like, your body goes better, like, with the impact. Like, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're rigid and you know it's coming, you're, like, intense up. So your body, like... Yeah. It takes the impact worse. Yeah. I think that's almost like with shots, too. Because every time I'm always, like, yeah, like, getting ready for it and they're, like, relaxed. And I'm, I'm like, okay. Like, I know what's coming. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, this woman... Now we're getting to the ghosts. This woman survives. The hotel is in shambles. Uh, Mr. Stanley gets her to the nearest hospital and is like, we are taking care of all of your medical expenses. Rest as long as you need. 
that is a yes. good employer. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Mm-hmm. hotel's being fixed. She's in, like, recovering. This bitch <laughs> comes fully recovered, comes back to the hotel, and as she is, like, walking in, the front desk people are like, oh, I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry, woman. Uh, they push an envelope of, like, $100,000 cash to her and a room key, and they said, Mr. Stanley said to stay as long as you want. She pushed the envelope back and said, no, I'm here to come back to work. Whoa. These two people, I I know. I, I was getting chills. Yeah. I was like, ugh. So this woman worked in the hotel until she passed away at, like, 90. Oh, my gosh. She lived a couple miles down the road in, like, a small cottage. Okay. Mm-hmm. And apparently worked, went home, had a heart attack or something of that nature, and passed. The next morning, she gets up and goes to work. People say hello to her as she walks into the building. Mm -hmm. She goes about her routine, and then suddenly, like, mid-afternoon, the people are like, hey, where's blah, blah? Like, she never leaves early without telling anybody, like, what's going on? Couldn't find her, couldn't find her. So finally, they sent people to her house, and they found her body there, and when the coroner said she had been passed away since the night before. Ha! Those two what? people. No, that is so interesting. Those How two cool! That saw and talked to her quit. That <gasps> no way. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't quit. I would be so jazzed. Like they're real. Yeah. Needed it. Got it. Yeah. She seems like she'd be a friendly ghost. Like, dude, you know? she's just like, trying to do her job. Yeah, she's just trying to work. And the same woman, and maybe another spirit. Um, if you stay in that wing that was rebuilt, um, apparently. There's a part of it that was uh, not made. For, it was for the young women's suite. So if you were, if you're mm. a young man or an unwed couple sleeping in the same bed, a ghost packs up your belongings <laughs> and like <laughs> them by the door, like asking you to leave. And if you're a young single woman, she like unpacks your things, hangs up your clothes. <gasps> yes, and I was like, yes. So. Uh, there is a ghost in the carriage house named Lucy. Apparently she was supposed to be, like, super active. They're not really sure who she is. They've gotten, like, a couple answers from her on, like, an EMF reader. And, uh, she didn't do anything while we were there. And it was kind of, like, I was a little bit disappointed because, like, even the tour guide was like, yo, Dean happens, like, almost every time we're in here. Like, so the thing is, like, they put a, they would have us put suckers in our hand, like a dum-dum, okay. with the sucker side down. So the stick is up in the air. And then she's supposed to, like, try to take it. So, like, constantly, like, my little cousin went and did this, like, a couple weeks before us, and her, her lollipop fell over and, like, dragged across her hand, and she was just, like, sitting like this. So, I was like, yes, I'm ready, Lucy, let's go. Nope, nothing. And I was like, son of a bitch. So, because mm-hmm. she performs for no one. Right. Yeah. And I will say, it was, like, we went on, like, the earliest night tour, so it still was pretty light out. I would love to just stay. Like, in the hotel alone. For its beauty alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just amazing. Um, two final facts. Sorry, I know this is, like, not my topic for the day. Um, <laughs> but in... I'm trying to think of the two I want to share. Okay, so I said two, and I was like, wait, there's, like, 17. <laughs> so when you go into one room, there's, like, this beautiful, ornate, like, white trim all over. And, like, like just beautiful, like, little details. Like, little, I don't know how, like, just ceiling details. Lots of, like beautiful old time like even yeah. when you go you mm-hmm. see it um and when you like look out into like the main lobby you see it's very dark dark wood all this stuff and our tour guide said that stephen king like bought some of the rights to the hotel 
and they like allowed him because he basically saved the hotel because they were like going under when all of this happened and then mm. Stephen King wrote the story of his experiences and all that stuff so they let him kind of design some things and so the main lobby the wood is not wood it's the white same exact details as the other room in the hotel he just had it professionally painted to look like wood so it gave a darker darker ambiance Mm. <laughs> I mean, I will say it's a lot spookier looking than like the room full of white. <laughs> like, yeah. That's fair. So, and then there is a wallpaper in the main lobby area. It's beautiful, like greenish tur- turquoise color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he designed that himself. Oh, and really? Made and put up. Yes. Very cool. And then the final fact is uh, we got to go in the uh, tunnel beneath the hotel. Ah. Real. Yes, it's real. So the whole hotel is built on a lot of quartz. Like, so in the room, the room we were in, this huge boulder, and it's all quartz. And they say that's what kind of draws and keeps the spiritual energy there. That's they, that's what they think. Uh, okay, okay. So I'm taking pictures with my flash on, you know, the guy's talking. And I definitely caught a couple orbs. Like, on my camera, I could clearly see what was dust and what was not. Mm-hmm. Of quartz, you said. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> If anyone would hear, it would be Morgan's. So. <laughs> oh, Sarah, Jesus Christ. Um, moving on. Um, <laughs> but, again, only orbs. Another lady in our group got an orb. They, at one point, they do turn the lights off, and it's a little bit spooky. Mm-hmm. But when the lights were off, he was like, oh, yeah, forgot to show you all what one picture a, to- a guest got, like, a couple weeks ago. And, and you know, I have a copy of it. Mm. At one point, at one part in the basement, there's like the big rock quartz thing, and then like a wall of wood that they like built. Okay? Yeah. So it's like on the opposite side of that wall is the hallway that's Got it. finished. On the inside, straight wall, dirt ass floor. This tunnel is dirt ass floors. You see like wires in the ceiling. Like it is very just like, oh, it's getting creepy. Between that rock and the wall, there's like a little bit of rock that sticks out like a chunk. Mm-hmm. There is a fucking child <gasps> peering over the edge and its eyes are glowing. And he is showing us this with the fucking lights off. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. I was so glad I didn't see something like that. I, I was like, whoever, whatever guest took this, there's no fucking way that like, how could you stay in there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my, my. Yeah. And they said like, they're, they had a wing in the hotel that was for kids. So they said, like, kids would all the time, like, play hide and seek and run around. And they would play and they'd find the tunnels. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my bit. Uh-huh. That was oh, episode good. 74. <laughs> Don't look behind the door. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Don't look behind the quartz rock. <gasps> yeah, it was a, mm-hmm. a little rough. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish it had been a little spookier. But I think my... T- Adventures of the Lemp gave me enough, like, feelings for mm-hmm. for a while. So okay. yeah. yeah. It was really cool, though. I, I mean, again, like, I'm not, like, a history buff or, like, super into architecture or anything. Like, it was gorgeous. Like, view is gorgeous. The whole hotel is gorgeous. Want to stay. Very nice. Yeah. The pictures look gorgeous. Yeah, the ones that you posted. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, if you want to go to my personal Instagram, you can, I guess, listeners. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I have some stuff there. Maybe we'll post one on ours. Eh, we'll see. It's fine. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Yeah. All right. I think this. Back to our regular scheduled program. Exactly. <laughs> it kind of goes into a 
sort of what we're talking about. Go we ahead. Hunting and, there's dim ghosts. Woo! We are, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not us, but two two other people. Yes. We're coming at you. Yep. With it. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes. I cannot do it. Yes, so I will take over if that's cool. Yes, yeah, ma'am. Today we are talking about the second most infamous people um, in ghost hunting, as Morgan said. Not Zach Baggins and his boyfriend, Aaron. <laughs> his boyfriend! <laughs> I said poor friend, Aaron. because I thought you said boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, no, he's got a wife and things. Um, Those darn wives. Yeah, they always get in the way of the bromance. <laughs> Um, their paranormal investigations are the inspiration for several recent scary movies, mm-hmm. including The Conjuring series, The Annabelle series, and Amneville. Mm-hmm. They are the founders of the New England Society for Psychic Research. And as far as credentials, Ed himself is a, well, Ed is a self-proclaimed demonologist, mm-hmm. which is the study of demons or beliefs about demons. And Lorraine has the gift of clairvoyance. Yes. Our... Co-host Morgan has covered clairvoyance before. Yeah. Go back and listen. Yes. Cover it up. Cover it. Mm-hmm. Here is where a more informed person would <laughs> tell you the episode, but um, you'll find it. It's like a couple back. I think it's like mediums and something. Oh, it might have been, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I don't know. It's in there. It's all yeah. in there. Um, okay. It's somewhere. Control F and find it. Yes. <laughs> so these two are like a match made and just heaven for this stuff. Um, in, in hell, oh <laughs> no! They are very devout Catholics. Correct, I know. They're dealing with some spooky shit. They are dealing with some spooky stuff, but they did not start there. So let's kind of boop, go back. Perf. Ed, born on December fifth in nineteen twenty-seven, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. He grew up in a house that he claimed to be haunted. Um, from the ages of five to twelve, he would hear knocking, unexplained sounds, footsteps, shadows, and names being called out, which freaks me out. And the first ghost he ever saw was actually that of the homeowner, because the Warrens were renting this house. Oh, I don't know. I guess it's a big deal in the nineteen twenties from an unmarried landlady. Oh mm, no, the scandal! <laughs> <laughs> um, and this landlady did not like Ed very much. So, <laughs> okay, that's rude. He's a little kid. The fuck? I don't know. I can just see a little five-year-old boy getting into trouble and ruining your house. Running, running all around. around. Like, I'm a demonologist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So she dies while they live there. And the next night, he sees her in his closet. <gasps> as a ghost, and she was still Why? not very nice. Why in the he, closet? <laughs> he put a quote in here. Oh. He stated she was as miserable in death as she was in life. <laughs> well, dang. And he's a blunt boy. I mean, mm-hmm. call him like you see it. Yeah. Um, later, his aunt, who was a nun, died and then visited Ed in the house. He said, like, he was talking to this ghost aunt mm-hmm. and said um, he was thinking of becoming a priest. And she said, mm, try again. You <laughs> are not going to be a priest. But on the path you will take, you will consult with many a priests. Ooh. Ah. His aunt said that? His Ant from beyond the grave. Oh. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So as you can imagine, he is pretty scared. Mm-hmm. And he goes to his dad, who was a state trooper at the time. Oh, shit. Yeah. And his, his police officer dad was like, um, this is ridiculous. There's a logical explanation. Like, there is something happened in this house, I'm sure, but it's not haunted. Like, I think if you just look, you'll find something. Mm-hmm. 
plot twist and didn't find anything. Hmm. Shocking. Mm-hmm. They just hmm. kind of swept it. And then I watched this interview and it was pretty later, like it was later in life for Ed Warren. He was saying that the week before his older brother died, he was like, why was I home alone so much? Like, I feel like you were never there. And he's like, I didn't want to be in that house. Like it was messed up. He was like, no one talked about this, but our house was haunted. Oh, shit. So he was not the only one who felt the energy. Damn. Yes. So yeah, Ed, he had firsthand experience. Lorraine, she was born the year after Ed, and she was raised as a devout Catholic, like I said. Um, Lorraine first knew she had the skill. Would you say clairvoyance is a skill? Morgan? Yeah. Okay. It's not a power. It's a skill. Yeah. Skill is a much better word. Okay. Takes a certain set of skills. Certain. Wait, what is that from? I have a certain set of skills. Liam Neeson. T- taken. Yeah. Taken. Yeah. 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 I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> I will rid you of this house. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was Arbor Day. She was at her um, Catholic <laughs> school. Yeah, this is so cute. I don't know why it made me laugh, but it did. Arbor she, Day. She's nine years old. It's Arbor Day. Oh, what a hoot. What a mem. Mm. Um, all the students, they were planting little trees. And as soon as she got hers in the soil, she like immediately looked up to the sky because she saw it like in the future, full grown. Mm. Like, I don't know. And then later that year, she told one of the nuns that her aura, aura, or aura, thank you, was brighter than that of Sister Superior. Ooh. And that was not good to say. Oh, no. They said she was being sinful and she had to go to like a weekend camp to pray in silence. Damn, bitch, I was just trying to give you a compliment. <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm just trying to make a friend. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you have a nice aura. Yes. Okay. All right. So that's their origins. Let's fast forward a couple years. Sweet deal. Because now they have to meet. Oh, yeah. Our two players have to meet. Um, <laughs> Ed is a teenager working as an usher in a movie theater. Oh. He meets Lorraine and some of her girlfriends, and he says he will buy all of them a Coke. Oh, Mr. Moneybag! And <laughs> day. Oh, my God. Apparently, after seeing Ed, Lorraine knew they're going to be together for the rest of their lives because she has that, like, ability. So she was like, yeah. oh, 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 he's just, in it. Oh, he's oh in I it. just got chills on my neck. Ooh. So all the rest of her girlfriends ordered Cokes, and she ordered a ice cream soda. Mm. she was like mm, get used to it oh yes. my god what a savage i was watching this documentary <laughs> where she's like wrinkly and old and like i guess ed's already passed away and she was cackling laughing she was like ed always said he knew that moment i was gonna be a gold digger <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's so cute just like older people saying like scandalous things yes yeah. but yes. the lady a coke perhaps yeah. perhaps not <laughs> perhaps yeah. not. <laughs> oh god um also, Lorraine is, like, really sweet. I was watching interviews, like, with both of them. Yeah. And he's, like, a Boston-y kind of, like, brass yes. guy. And she's, like, oh, Ed. Oh, you're missing this piece. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's, like, what a sweet old little couple. Um, okay, so the pair, they start dating. Ed joins the military. And the following year, when Lorraine turns 18, he comes home and the two marry. Nice. Oh, wait, wait till 18. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Spice. Legal. After the military, Ed wants to try his hand at art. Oh. So, left turn, but it's working. Okay. He really lovingly talks about this time in their lives. He said he would paint landscapes and sell them for 4 or $5 on the boardwalk. <laughs> which I thought sounded like, oh, God, are you living in a tent? He's like, no, we were on Easy Street. He said hmm. if he sold three a day, hot dogs only costed like a dime. So, it was just like a really fun, easygoing time with like no real responsibilities. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I was like, 
feel like it was a dime because you Sarah are you okay if you're wondering why that's the number I picked up on I was like <laughs> oh my god of course they were <laughs> Um, Inflation's a bitch. <laughs> that hit me too. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> okay, so with their respective backgrounds in mind and their paranormal and their religious upbringing, they had a lot of interest in ghosts and haunted places because they knew like the devil and demons were real. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to help people get rid of entities in their homes. And they were just really curious about haunted houses. So they hatched a plan. And do you guys know the best way to find a haunted house? Ask. Okay, ask who? Google. <laughs> ask Jeeves. I don't know. Alexa. <laughs> Please locate nearest haunted house. house. Yes. How terrifying. Like, you are in it. I just, just <laughs> it. it sends you literally your the, address, like, Google like, Maps address. Your request is coming from inside the house. Ghosts are everywhere. No. Ed had a surefire way. You should always ask the youths of the town. Because they usually knew where to... Where it's the creepiest house. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, a little pro tip. Pro tip by the Warrens. Um, they would find the houses. Ed would sketch the house while they sat out in front of the car. And then the pair would approach the house with the sketch to express some passing interest in the home. And it's like, oh, we have to know it's this beautiful house. We drew this. Okay. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then this would usually entice them to let them in the house, talk mm-hmm. about what was going on. And that's how they started. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Ed did have a good talent then. Yeah. It, you would think it wouldn't come in handy, but it was like a foot in the door. Yeah. So, hmm. um, yes. After working on a few cases, they eventually went, went to rid a home of a child spirit who was just um, lost. Like, they weren't mean or anything. And that's when they realized they wanted to help all people living and deceased. So, that's when they started really doing the historical research on these, quote, unquote, supposedly haunted homes because... Not all of them, obviously, can be haunted. but yeah. um, And they also started their research foundation and hosted a museum in their homes. Something extremely interesting about Lorraine, I don't understand. So she was really sweet, sweet as pie. And then in the same breath, it's like, oh, I never have any fears. I'm like, I'm sorry? I feel like that shouldn't go together. Mm-hmm. But she just has this feeling that she knows she's protected by something. So she never worried about having the dangerous stuff in their home museum. Oh, wow. Also, right. on... What? Okay. Big flex, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Literally weird flex, but okay. Um, also on their first haunted house they looked at, it was like an abandoned house. And the, it was the Warrens and a friend in the backseat. And apparently they pull up and the guy's like, well, you go in. No, you go in. And the Warren's like, or Lorraine's literally bitch sit in the car. I and she this. goes up to the door and walks around and is like, oh, I had these like intense feelings. You guys, you should try it sometime. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so she's a badass. Um, and that's the backstory of Ed and Lorraine Warren. So I'm ready to hear about the old cases. Oh, cool. They're wholesome, but like badass all at the same time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I got that vibe. I know there's some complaints about them, but I'm just going to look past because I really like their interviews. They seem sweet. Yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> there are quite a few <laughs> complaints. Yeah. I, may, I may or may not have some in my case, but look. Just letting you know, we're aware they're out there. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to believe they are sincere people. They yes. seem like it. Yeah. So even if they mm-hmm. are wrong, I would... You're about to tell me. You know what? I'm going to wait. Let's see what they say. Okay. Who's going first? Okay. So mine was interesting just because I was like Googling, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren cases. So of course I had like a huge list. Yes. And this one caught my eye. Have you guys heard of the South End Werewolf no. case Mm-mm. story? That's Not why, yeah. You, I think you texted us claiming that story and I was like. I did, yes. I said, are you sure? 
it's them. Like, I was like, I don't notice. Yeah, no, I literally, because I had to look it up. And I'm like, is this just thrown in here? Whatever. And then I had seen, I guess there might have been talk that, like, this case was kind of supposed to be for the third Conjuring that just came out. But the Conjuring 3 is Arnie Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like they were going to make a different movie? I it, it was just something going around online. Okay. I don't know if they, if something, so it, like, either so leaked or. be a Oh, I'm sure. You heard it here first. This, We're breaking news. Yeah. We, well, with the way that one went, they could kind of do this too. So, because yeah. the third one, they weren't really in a house the entire time. It wasn't like a ghost case. It yeah. was someone possessed. Ooh, okay, okay. So, yeah. So, we are in Southend-on-Sea, England, 1952. Nine-year-old William Ramsey, who went by Bill, was playing outside of his Essex home when a strange feeling came over him. It was a warm and sunny summer day, but Bill felt ice cold. Due to, like, this temperature difference, he began to sweat, but his body was apparently so cold, the sweat just, like, froze on his skin. What? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. After the chill washed over him, his entire body shook, and he detected a horrible scent that he couldn't quite place. (gasps) Yes. Years later, well, mm, not that. Years later, I hope not. I don't really know. <laughs> That's the first thing you think of. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, like the smell of rotting flesh is like that, or like sulfurs, demons. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Like, wait, no, you I do. He like tooted or something. Like, <laughs> no. I mean oh. that could be it too. I don't know, but I. T- I'm so scared. <laughs> Oh my god, what a sweet revenge if you're a ghost and all you do is walk in rooms and just crop crop dust dust the shit out of people. Everyone's like, I know someone did it. Who did it? So we know in the afterlife what Sarah's doing. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Causes a whole fight. Get away from my hot dog stand. (laughs) Oh, did you? Oh my god, bro. There was a me. (laughs) Because while they're distracted, I will be eating the hot dogs from beyond the grave. You're just like lifting them up out of like. Yes. No, you're okay. So that just threw me off. Yes. We don't know what it was. We don't <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't know what it was. Probably will never know what exactly it was. So it could have been rotting flesh. <laughs> but anyway. You want to tell us. Uh, yeah. This is a load of barnacles. <laughs> We're actually releasing a new scent. If you want to oh. smell like us. <laughs> rotting flesh. Demon. <laughs> just sulfur. Ooh, it's the hottest but- scent this season. Hmm. Mm. Eggy, deviled Ew. egg, Ew. like oh. so, like deviled. Get it? Deviled and then egg because it's like a bad egg, like sulfur eggs. Pungent is the word that comes to mind. Putrid. Ooh. Excuse me, I'm looking. Oh, it's at raining you. again. <laughs> I was looking out the window. That was me. Uh, here in Missouri, it has been raining. I only just got back from Colorado yesterday, and I think it's rained 17 times since I've been home. Yes. Some days it rained plum sideways. <laughs> no, sorry. Now that I'm very aware, we have a, you know, a spider soap opera over my shoulder. He, he, he passed me at all. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be real proud. He wiggled around, and I didn't do or say anything. He Thank ran you. up the other side of his net. Why do I keep saying that? And then back. He's actually just casing the quickest way he can hop over here. He's, mm-hmm. Look how dry he is right He's now. He's getting ready for his attack. That is impressive. It's a good spot. Anyway, I wonder if Wes will cut all the spider talk out. Probably not. <laughs> if we know what's. We love our Spooder. That's true. Spooder appreciation episode. <laughs> yes. This episode is dedicated to Spooder. <laughs> Could you imagine if the next day he's just gone? He's like, I'm done with this nonsense. I have to listen to them. I heard the threat. At least once I'm a out. week. I will be crying. 
sign-in. He puts a sign up for us. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Enough patter. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yes. Get Aaron. On no, sorry. It. That's what the spider was saying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so years later, Bill talked about this experience stating, quote, have you ever walked into a meat locker right after you've been outside on a hot day? That's what this was like. I was playing and my body temperature was normal. And then, well, I'd say it felt as if my body temperature dropped a good 20 degrees. Ooh. Sweat froze on me and my whole body started shaking. It was as if I'd opened this door and stepped inside to another dimension or something. And there was this odor, very foul. A few years earlier, a sewer on our street had backed up. I'd never smelled anything as bad as the gases that escaped. And that's what the smell was like that day. I was afraid I was going to vomit. End quote. Mm. So a rotten smell. <laughs> that could have been something in that sewer. Could have been it. Could have been Pennywise. Ooh. Mm. Oof. Never seen it. Don't want to see it. Yeah, I was like, do you want to add that to our list of movies Ooh. we're going to watch? Mm. I, I enjoyed know. them. Bart, I hate clowns. Well, I, This clown yeah. especially is a, it's not a friendly like clown. Teeth. It's not really a clown, though. But yeah. That makes it even takes scarier. On. Oh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. I know. No one's going to watch the it's movie. Like no, Never. Whatever, but no. No, no. thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> According to Brett Swanser's MysteriousUniverse.org piece, instead of returning to whatever imaginary game he had been playing, Images of wolves filled Bill's head, and he had this inexplicable urge to get on all fours and start running towards the sea. The sea? The sea. The oh. ocean. Oh, my. The, the, the seas are calling, and I must go. <laughs> he was the original wooden sign maker. Wooden sign with words on it. Those mountains are calling, and I must go. Uh, Cut that out. That wasn't great. No uh, one got it. No, I thought it, it was like a movie quote, and I was like, mm, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Live, love, laugh. Way too hot. We must have done it. <laughs> Bill's mother took notice of her son's odd behavior and she called out to him, but her voice wasn't able to snap him out of it. Bill was overcome with a blind fury and without really registering what was happening, he grabbed a nearby fence post and yanked it out of the uh, ground, concrete mooring and all. What? Yeah. Whoa. So he's yanking the fence post. It's a wired one too, so it's all, you know, connected. Bro. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a strong boy. <laughs> Sorry. Woo! I guess. What if I was like, and then you grew up to be the next heavyweight champion? The end. <laughs> I mean, Hulk Hogan had to start somewhere. That is the origin. <laughs> oh no! He's possessed the demon energy. I smelled a really bad smell, and that's the day I knew. I was destined for greatness. Yeah. It's a piece of Hulk's history he didn't want let out, mm-hmm. but I'm telling it today. <laughs> Just kidding. Though. The truth got to come. Yeah. <laughs> this is Bill, not Hulk Hogan. Okay. His parents ran um, outside when he started swinging the fence post around <laughs> like a club, showcasing, yeah. like we've already talked about, a strength that a nine-year-old shouldn't have been capable of. When Bill began to use his bare hands and teeth to tear apart the wire fencing, his parents tried to help him, but they were una- unable to get like the fence post out of their son's grip. This is all while he felt chilly. Yeah, so it's like this feeling of like an icy cold feeling just went over him, washed over him, and his then little sweat froze, and then this started happening. Yes, he smelled a bad smell. Smelled a bad smell, and started like 
this out of nowhere fury came over him. Oh, this that's rage. Called poisonous yeah. gas, bro. That's called poisonous gas. He's he might die. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were a doctor just for a second. Bro, mm-hmm. What if I were? There'd be some fucked up people. I kind of like, bro, you're gonna die. I wish you just straight. <laughs> It's not looking good. I can help, but it's not going to do much. The mm-hmm. odds are not looking fresh, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, oh you're God. good. I would be a terrible. Wow. Opposite of a good career choice. Okay. <laughs> Bill, tearing shit up with his teeth. I would also not be a good dentist. Let's go. Mm-hmm. With so. nothing. Oh, yeah. With nothing else to do, they return to the safety of their home, oh, anxiously shit. waiting for their son to, you know, return to normal and just stop. They were like, they were like, cut your losses, we're running back inside. We're down a fence and a child, let's go. We can make more. Oh back down the hatches. God. That's scary. Yeah. That's why I shouldn't have kids. They all turn out like this. Poor baby. Bill's ravaging lasted for a few minutes until he felt the cold chill and rage leave his body he had sustained a few cuts to his chin and mouth which were slightly bleeding even though he was injured he calmly approached the door and asked his parents to let him inside (laughs) how terrifying right i'm done now mommy can i come inside i'm like like, oh my god hello may i use your telegram (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that night at dinner, his parents told Bill to never speak of what happened that day to anyone. So they planned on acting acting like nothing had ever happened. I cool. Mean, obviously, by leaving him outside, yeah. that was the fucking plan. Yeah. Damn. We were prepared to, like, just run off the cliff, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sea is calling, and you need to answer. <laughs> Co- the call is coming from inside the sea. <laughs> Bill's mother sensed a sort of change in her son, but no more incidents like that occurred at their home. Bill grew up, got a job as a carpenter, moved out and got married. Life seemed to be going well for him until 15 years later when he started having recurring nightmares. In this nightmare, his wife, Abby, would be running a bit ahead of him. So he would follow her until she would turn to look at him. Every time she made eye contact, she would run away in a panic with a horrified expression on her face. And this is when Bill usually woke up, typically in a cold sweat, with this overwhelming sense of dread. Hmm. On a few occasions, he woke up to the sound of panting or what he described as growling noises, like that of an animal, only to discover that he was the one making the sounds. So I'm just imagining, like, if you sincerely did live with your partner until marriage, you say, I do, and then you hear... (laughs) Right. (laughs) I need Abby's perspective. (laughs) Can she write in? Right. Okay, girl. Mm -hmm. His family grew a bit concerned, but the nightmares stopped around 1967. Okay. Bill and his wife went on to have three children, and his episodes seemed to be in the past. That is, until 1983, when Bill was out one day drinking with his buddies. The same icy chill he had felt when he was nine suddenly came over him while sitting at the bar. He excused himself to the bathroom, and when he looked in the mirror, he allegedly saw the image of a wolf where his face should have been. What was in that beer? (laughs) Right? That's a bathtub gin right there. (laughs) That's what we call hooch. Mm -hmm. Disturbed by what he had seen, he returned to his friends and asked them to take him home. During the drive back, Bill became enraged and uncontrollably violent. 
he let out a deep guttural growl and like thrashed his claw-like hands around, beginning to attack the other passengers. He even attempted to bite one of his friend's legs. That hoop turned him into a pooch. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Got a hoochie-poochie in the back seat. Oh, no. I cannot. (laughs) Imagine being the friends. Like, oh, my God. No, why are you chewing my leg? The fuck? Come on, bro. Oh. I've never been happier to have ladies as friends. <laughs> I know you just came back from the mountains, but hey. Is it a full moon tonight? If anything, I'd be a moose. <laughs> Those bitches will get you, bro. They chase you down. They're crazy. Oh, that's scary. Mm-hmm. All right. Especially if you see their baby. I saw a baby with no mother, and I was like, you climb a tree to wait it <laughs> Do out. Do not get out of the car. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. The... Friend driving was able to safely pull over, but it took all of them to hold Bill back. Eventually, he returned to um, himself, but he had no memory of the incident. So each time it's only lasting, like, minutes. Yes, yes. I would say it's not super long. Okay, so it's and not drawn like out. a night. Yes, correct. As we are typically known of where It's like a, like a fit or a spell. It happens for a couple minutes, and then it seemingly goes away. Oh, I'm having a fit. <laughs> <laughs> In December of that same year, Bill began to experience symptoms of what he believed to be a heart attack. The sharp chest pains and cold sweats he was suffering from led him to the emergency room at South End Hospital. After he was wheeled into a room, Bill's cold sweats started to feel like ice throughout his entire body. When a nurse came to check on him, he let out a growl and sank his teeth into her arm. I just imagine a sassy. I was like, I am not paid enough for this. Uh uh-uh. uh. Get this. She walked out that day. Medicated- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Ooh, he jumped off of the gurney and proceeded to pace around the room on all fours, throwing around furniture and just growling in the process. According to. <laughs> I know that I'm a psych person because my first thought was like, I would love to study this man. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what's making I'm me sick? Like, I'm scared of him. Well, from behind glass, just like these spiders. <laughs> so you still be a little scared. Yeah. Watch okay. from a distance. Just check it. Oh, yeah. Two-way mirror, not enough glass. Up to a third piece of glass. Just in case. According to Lee Hewitt's Paranorms.com post, witnesses claimed that Bill resembled that of a wild animal. His shoulders were hunched, his hands had turned into talons or claws, and his teeth were bared. Other sources also say his eyes appeared more wolf-like than human. I can't even bear my teeth. They're too little. Yeah, like you're, I don't know. I have to like grind hey. off. Oh, yeah, kind of. I think I got a gum. I don't know. I'm not very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> we post pictures. Oh, Vote no. who's the most intimidating. We're beauties. Who's the most wolf-like? <laughs> the wolf-like. He seemed to easily throw people off of him with what appeared to be superhuman strength. Multiple people were needed to subdue him. One police officer was able to get Bill in handcuffs, but that still wasn't enough to fully restrain him. Oh, so shit. they settled on using a tranquilizer yeah. to I mean, do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Bill came to, he had no recollection of what had transpired a few hours earlier. 
Doctors tried to keep him at the hospital so they could run some tests, but since he had checked himself in willingly, he was allowed to leave. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Poor Abby's like, come on home, babe, miss ya. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I wanted an animal in the bedroom, but not this time. Oh, 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 good one. Good one. Saucy. I don't even know Abby, but maybe she was like that. I don't know. A few weeks later, Bill would return to the hospital after another episode. He went to visit his mother in January 1984, and after he left, he felt that familiar icy chill wash over him during the drive home. Realizing he was likely going to be overtaken by rage again, he rushed to the hospital, but by then it was too late. He was brought to a room where a nurse told him that he would have to wait a few minutes for the doctor. Bill responded by grabbing the nurse and throwing her to the ground. Oh. Mm. He also lunged at the nurse's aide and proceeded to choke him. And while he's holding him, he also tries to bite him, but he was stopped by four officers who had arrived at the scene. All four of them were needed to handcuff and restrain Bill, who literally is just fighting them off on all fours. (laughs) Not all of the officers came out unharmed, though. One sustained pretty serious injuries, and he had to be hospitalized for four days. Oh, shit. Wow. Damn, Mm -hmm. Bill. They're going to stop letting you in this hospital. Yeah. He was led to the police car, but by then he appeared composed and the fit seemed to have passed. He was transported to the police station where he was questioned and advised to check into a mental hospital. Bill (laughs) may have, like, slightly given, like, the suggestion a thought. Like, maybe, but no. So he ultimately declined. Bill? Yeah. And since officers determined he was of sound mind, they actually told him he was free to go. I read different things, so I don't think he was, like, jailed. He might have, like, maybe been in, like, a cell or something for a a few hours. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, Okay. Also, why did they just leave him at the fucking hospital? Like, obviously something is wrong. Yeah. I just think it's weird that they cuffed him and brought him to the police station. I'd be like, yo, get this man a tranquilizer and hook him up to some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, he was, yeah. And he's been in, interviewed. Um, I have a YouTube video um, that I'll link in the show notes. But he was like, something was wrong. He was like, I don't have enough illness. So I don't. Damn. Yeah. That's scary. It is. So that um, wouldn't be Bill's last run-in with the law. Of course not. On July 22nd, 1987, Bill decided to grab a drink at the White Horse Inn after he got off of work. He drank into the night with his friends before heading out. He was intoxicated, and he knew that, so he settled on taking the back roads way home, where cops likely wouldn't be around to pull him over. (laughs) Cool, good choice. I'm not going to not drive. I'm just going to take a different route. (laughs) It might take me a bit longer. Yeah. And not I'm for, do like, it. the safety of others, but so I don't, so that there's no cops. <laughs> Life's yeah. a journey, man. Just gotta take the back road. <laughs> okay, Bill. Oh, no. As he was driving, he spotted a teenage sex worker walking along the side of the road, even though, again, he is drunk, and also drunk driving, and he doesn't want to get the attention of the cops, he decided that was a great opportunity to make a citizen's arrest. <laughs> I'm sorry. So he's literally picking her up and going to take her to the police station. <laughs> solid, solid. I know. His Good choices plan. are all over the map. I know. Wow, okay. <laughs> Maybe he's like, I've really been bothering those officers. I need to do something to make it up for them. And that was his way of <laughs> hey, paying him back. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Look what I, I brought you brunch and a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. No. 
he was able to get the teenager into the uh into the car i don't know maybe under like the pretense that like he wanted her services i have no idea how he was able to Ooh, convince yeah. her that he was taking her to That's a police a station yucky. yeah yeah i don't know i'm just adding that in there as my own thoughts Either way, she's in Bill's car, and as they are driving, the girl couldn't help but think that something was off. She asked him to stop the car, but instead of giving her an answer, he growled instead. Oh, no. When they got closer to the police station, the girl noticed that Bill's hands were curled into claws, and he was snarling even more. She was able to escape the vehicle, and by that point, they were really close, so she made it safely inside the police station, but Bill wasn't done with her. According to SlappedHam.com, Bill follows her into the station, but he's greeted by a much larger police officer. He tried to calm Bill down, but was unaware of his freakish strength. Uh Bill grabbed a hold of the officer, flung him to the floor, and started choking him almost to death. In the police station. Mm -hmm. You fool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Other officers ran to help, but many were overtaken by Bill. As he was throwing officers left and right, Bill announced to the entire station, quote, the devil is in me. When the devil is in me, I am strong. I am going to kill you. I am uh, strong and you are going to die, end quote. It took five officers and multiple tranquilizers to sedate him. The, oh the sex worker who some sources, I don't know if they say it's her name, but they refer to her as Lauren, was questioned about the incident. She said she didn't believe Bill was planning on making a citizen's arrest and that he likely wanted to attack her instead. Bill, yet again, had no memories of the attack, but this seemed to be his last straw. In his interview on the show, Sightings, he stated, quote, I just had the feeling that ultimately I would kill somebody, end quote. He decided that it was time to check into a mental hospital. There we go. There (laughs) we go. Well, multiple tests were run, but doctors were unable to pinpoint the source of Bill's violent episodes. He stayed there for about 10 days for observation but to everyone's surprise bill didn't have any of those ice cold sweats or outbursts and he was ultimately discharged hmm. not even like a longer observation periods needed or i guess not okay. no come on sir <laughs> they need those rooms <laughs> i mean you're not wrong <laughs> According to MysteriousUniverse.com, Bill went on to have um, a few more episodes. This was the only source I really read this. So take it as you will. Maybe he had a couple more. He apparently would go to the police station and plea with the officers to lock him up in a cell at times, too, for his and other safety. Bill's earlier rampage at the police station that I had mentioned made international headlines where news outlets dubbed him the South End Werewolf. The incident was even covered on, it it was either a new segment or a TV show, but either way, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who at the time were on a trip in London, happened to catch uh, catch that piece. I already forgot that's who you're talking about. Right? I know, it takes it so long. Yeah, He murders them, doesn't he? Yeah, they were talking, so I was like, yes. (laughs) So they contacted the South End on sea authorities to get Bill's information, and once, you know, they reached him, they scheduled a meetup. The Warrens weren't quite sure Bill's story was true, so they interviewed him and several other witnesses. One of those witnesses was Inspector Tony Belford, who was present when Bill attacked the officers at the station. 
He was. Oh, okay. He was interviewed <laughs> <Sorry>. for. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, we got an eyewitness, bitch. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Again, I'm still thinking this is Aaron's. Like, yes. we got him. <laughs> yes. Like, okay. So. <laughs> he was interviewed for an episode of Sightings regarding um, that incident where he stated, quote, what I actually saw that night, I couldn't really understand what it was. All I knew was that it was something I've never witnessed before. It was not natural behavior, end quote. Hmm. After interviewing Bill and Abby numerous times, they determined that Bill was possessed by a demonic wolf spirit. They told Bill... Sorry, just looking at your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, mm. <laughs> Interesting, right? A little <laughs> different than the devil, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to my knowledge, maybe it's not. That's what they said. They okay. do switch in the episode I watched, they say devil, though, and I'm like, well, which one is it? Yeah, I thought wolves were supposed to be like protectors. Maybe it's a bad Maybe it's a devil pretending to be oh. a wolf spirit. Like how they Ooh, sometimes pretend to be a The devil children. made me turn into a wolf. Yeah. Instead of the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. The Warrens. <laughs> I just imagine you coming out into like a big, <laughs> like Tomorrowland phase, like stage, like the devil made me turn into a wolf. Drops the beat. <laughs> like if you're ever going to be a DJ, that needs to be your opener. DJ Morgan in the house. <laughs> Don't fuck around. Let's fuck around and find out. Yeah. Kidding. <laughs> Ooh. I would love to be a DJ. That's okay. our next purchase. Could you imagine Morgan just like. <laughs> I can actually. <laughs> As we're like opening it up. It's something different. Yeah. Remix. I would not be against Hire that. me for all of your events. <laughs> DJ Moko coming at you. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I would hire you. Oh. <laughs> yes. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm thinking about it. It's 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 <laughs> Hey, oh, I'm excited. Oh, can you tell we haven't seen each other in like three weeks? That's true. It's <laughs> oh, been a minute. Fuck, it's literally only been like 12 days. <laughs> we recorded oh, like right before I left. No, we didn't. We recorded a week. Oh, it's, oh, wow. Yeah, it's just about three weeks almost, I would say. It's almost three. Yeah, it's two and a half or over. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And it's a group episode. Of course it is. Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Mm. Okay, Bill. He's, yes. He is not a DJ. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Got that covered. <laughs> not a DJ. <laughs> the Warrens told Bill that the best way to rid him of the demonic entity was to come with them to their church in Connecticut, where he would undergo an exorcism. In his words, he thought the idea of going through one was complete rubbish, but with no other options, Bill accepted the Warren's invitation, and in 1989, he and Abby flew to Connecticut with the hopes that whatever was going on with him would be fixed. A date was officially set for the exorcism, but the night before, Bill had another episode. He had choked Abby while she was asleep. I guess not enough to, like, seriously, seriously hurt her. So I don't know if, you know... I don't know what happened. It happened. Don't know how he either stopped or someone stopped him. And when he woke up that morning, the next morning, he had no idea at all that he had attacked her. That's so scary. Mm -hmm. On the day of the exorcism, those in attendance were Bishop Robert McKenna, who would be the one conducting, conducting it. The Warrens, Abby, John Zaffis, who's a paranormal investigator who worked for the tabloid magazine, The People, which actually sponsored the trip for the Ramses. So they paid him $20,000 for like the rights to the story. Okay. There were also six bodyguards with stun guns as well because they were afraid of his like episodes if, if he would get violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
As the exorcism got underway, Bill initially didn't feel anything and thought the whole thing was going to be a bust. After 30 minutes of listening to the bishop speak in Latin, however, Bill started to physically change and take on the appearance of a werewolf. His teeth were bared, he snarled, and his eyes were feral. His hands transformed into claws, the muscles in his neck enlarged, and his ears seemed more pointed. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. In this state, Bill attempted to charge at the bishop, but McKenna was able to keep his distance by holding up a crucifix and ordering the demonic spirit to leave Bill's body. This only seemed to make him angrier, though, and he lashed out at the bishop even more. The exorcism seemed to have failed when suddenly Bill just came to a halt. Paralyzed, he fell to the floor, but before his body met the ground, he let out like one last like really loud growl. Mm-hmm. Bill made his last public appearance in 1992. I don't know if that means it's from the show I watched because that released in 1992 or when, but he announced that he hadn't experienced a single violent episode since undergoing the exorcism. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that was like at least three years though. So that was a three-year difference. Everyone involved claimed that the exorcism did happen. Photos of the exorcism do exist. They kind of were shown on the episode. You'll probably find them on Google. Um, I read that allegedly it was all filmed, but where this film is, is anyone's guess. I don't know if that's just a rumor or what, but. I mean, if it's the late 80s, that's very possible. Yeah. Hmm. But I just like, they say it's filmed and I'm like, then where's the footage? Why haven't we seen the footage? Show me the proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Warren's book, Werewolf, A True Story of Demonic Possession, covers Bill's case where they suggest the cause of his, epi- uh, his episodes were demonic in nature. There are those, of course, who don't believe Bill was possessed at all. Mm-hmm. Some people wonder if Bill suffered from clinical lycanthropy, which is a condition where a person believes they're turning into an animal. Mm-hmm. I talked about that on the werewolves. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I thought the wording was familiar. Yeah. So yeah, they a lot of people really think that's a condition or something he may have had. However, a lot of people do just think he had another mental illness, which could explain like the rage, the complete 180 yeah. personality change, all that kind of stuff, maybe. Doesn't explain how the exorcism fixed it, though. That's so what he said. I do. Wall. Yes. So... Bill Ramsey, pretty much after that, like, no one heard from him, so he didn't make any more, like, public appearances. Uh Hopefully, since there were no reports that we know of, maybe that means he went on to have, you know, a normal good life. Um, People do point out, though, that his episodes definitely weren't consistent. And a little bit there, they happened a lot, but the longest break he's had has been 15 years. So if there were to be another episode, maybe it wouldn't happen until, like, way later. It's on, like, a big hiatus. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know what you guys think. That's pretty much the story of the South End werewolf. All I'm thinking it's... about is Michael Jackson right now. I mean, just thrilling it up. Oh, <laughs> Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood. That's the wrong line. Anyway, I love it. Vincent Price, a magic man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I believe that one or not. I think it's so interesting, too, because I was like, they did a werewolf. I was assuming it was going to be like, that shortest little story. But then I was like, I kept on finding more information. I'm like, this is super interesting. And they had even, so in the episode, I'll share my show notes. Um, you can find it on YouTube too, for sightings. Like the Warrens were interviewed for it. Mm-hmm. And they were both talking like in separate interviews, how they didn't think it was true at all. I think 
like Lorraine was like, if we do this, what will that happen with like our credibility or anything? I think she uh, was totally like, mm, let's not do it. And he was just like, let's just go and check. Let's yeah. see what it is. I mean, I mean it's hard because exorcism still in that point weren't like great. Like it's never, it's always been kind of like poo-pooed on a little mm-hmm. bit, oh, yeah. like very scary. At least that one, he only went through one, not yeah. the 60, 70, yeah. however many yeah. Annalise did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So first of all, anything scary needs to be in black and white because here it is in black and white. Yes. But, yeah. But. That looks so fake. Nope. Just wait. Hold it looks on. like he's like, ah, <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I mean, that picture is funny, but if I was watching him, like, swing people around, I would also be scared. Because then it's like, this is not something I can just reason with you on. Oh, yeah. Something is wrong. I, I just think it's weird he's not even restrained. That's what I was getting. actually looking at that picture, yeah. too. If they knew he was that violent, I'm surprised they wouldn't. I mean, I know they said they had people, like, on standby, but. Yeah, and those might even, well, maybe not be the people behind him. Maybe it could yeah. be. Yeah, as long yeah. as it worked, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know. I just thought that was so interesting. It so. is interesting. I've never very heard different. N- neither have I. Oof. Maybe the next Conjuring movie. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'm the plot. Down. It's something a little different than mm-hmm. you know, kind of what they've been doing, which is like all evil spirits and do right. more like. That's why the third one's movie. different, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you seen that one? I know. Oh, I'm very scared. I, I don't. Have... Oh, I really enjoyed it. it. It was almost more of like, which I know they're trying to get ghosts, but it's more of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Almost like a whodunit. Yeah. I'm still going to watch it the first time with the lights on. So, in the possibly Nothing. daylight. So Nothing wrong with that. You know, I love spook, but I got to be in the mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For movies. If it's real life, let's go. I don't care. It's fine. You still want to subject subject yourself on purpose? Yeah, you got You kind of got a yeah. 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 Which also, got? the last like recent scary movie I watched, which was forever ago, was very scary. So, hmm. Z. I talked about we it. Have like, yeah, you have talked about it. It's good. So, all right. 74 and Lorraine Warren. My case that I'm bringing you is the Snedeker family. Okay. I, like Aaron, had not heard of this one. So, here we go. Is it, sorry, not to cut you off. Is it one of, like, the plots for any of the Conjuring movies? Or uh, no? I will get there. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yes. Snedeker. I was trying Snedeker. to remember. Yes, Sned, Snedeker. I had to look up. I looked up the pronunciation. Am I going to mess up other words in this? Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, while Ed and Lorraine have lots of cases, places, and events of the paranormal, the one that stuck out to me was the Snedeker family. I chose this because, one, I haven't seen A Haunting in Connecticut, which is based on this case. You've answered my question. And two, I really <laughs> haven't heard much about it. Uh... But I think why this one was a bit less popular than some is because it came after several of their really well-known cases. And after those started kind of becoming under scrutiny. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this, so again, this kind of, my case in particular kind of seemed to have happened around the end of Aaron's. Uh, This case started in 1986 following according to Wikipedia, Annabelle, which was in 1968, Amityville, which is in 1975, The Enfield Poltergeist, which is in 1977, and Arnie Johnson, aka The Devil Made Me Do a Case, the new Conjuring movie Aaron has covered it in a past episode, which occurred in 1981. They busy. They busy. They busy. And also, this is just, like, the big stuff. Like, there's lots of other, like, smaller things that I'm sure they, like, 
women did during all these times. Yeah, so, like her exorcism. Exactly. It wasn't even on the list yeah. that I saw. Wow. Again, one place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after researching this case, um, it also it also reminds me a bit of the haunting of Hill House, but really only for the fact that the family moved into a funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> the parents, Carmen and Alan, were low on luck, and, on- and the only home that seemed to be in their price range for rent was a duplex, moving their four kids and themselves and two of their nieces into the lower level of this duplex. So, what about you ladies? Listeners, would you move into or rent a house sight unseen and only to discover after that it was a funeral home? As someone who just bought a duplex. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess you already bought it, so. Like you paid first month's rent. Well, I wonder if it's the same thing. Like some places don't have to disclose that people died in the house. Do they have to tell you it's a funeral home <laughs> i mean no one died there they were just dead, dead in there, there. yeah <laughs> fair little fair. loophole yeah. yeah i would do uh, it yeah i mean i think i would too uh according to filmdaily.com quote while moving items into the basement they found embalming tables and tools how fun so not only was they- <laughs> i'm sorry what? they had kids right could you imagine kids running around like mom look what i found oh my god oh my god (gasps) yeah yeah Yeah. i'm more shocked like who didn't take their items home with them you're saying like (laughs) this no longer is a funeral home where do these things go thank you uh and furthermore quote moving their three sons into into one bedroom in the embalming station (laughs) (laughs) they did that on purpose Most definitely. I bet you it's because that's where the drain was. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, y'all are nasty. I know you're going to spill drinks down here. Mm-hmm. You get this room. It's tiled. It was. <laughs> I had a brother. They are messy. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, among the items found in the home, just to name a few, from uh, atlasobscura.com, quote, a hoisting apparatus for coffins, a medical gurney, blood drains, and toe tags. <laughs> the toe tags. The <laughs> yes. <laughs> so again. Hey, take the toe tags off. We're yeah. dinner. Take them off. <laughs> but mommy. But mommy, this one went to the market. <laughs> I'm trying to sell this one. You see? It's a toe tag. <laughs> it's not going wee 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 all the way home. <laughs> I'm giving them to my friends at school. These motherfuckers are in Connecticut. Why do we do British accents anyway? It's more British than our Missouri accent, I guess. That's true. Um, So again, Alan and Carmen moved their three sons there in the basement, while I guess their daughter and two nieces got to live above ground. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Classic have and have nots. Mm -hmm. Uh, After moving in, however, their troubles began. From seeing strangers in the home, and then they would disappear... Uh, also, the oldest son then started to have major personality changes. Uh, film, filmdaily.co, which I will quote a bunch in here and it'll be in the show notes, um, states he, quote, eventually uh, ended up attacking his cousin and getting diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Things really escalated when, quote, Carmen and Alan reported. Oh, sorry. Trigger warning. Go ahead and skip, like, 
a little bit uh, talks about some not great things that these quote unquote spirits did to them. So, oh yeah, uh, things again. This is your moment to skip. Okay, things really escalated when quote Carmen and Alan reported being raped and sodomized by demons inhabiting the house. They saw ghosts, and the house would randomly smell like rotting flesh. That's why I said that. Ah, oh, okay. that makes more sense now. Yeah. Like, oh no, both of them. So that's I, what's that called? Like an incubus and a succubus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so I didn't dwell too much on what I don't want to get I didn't want to get too ugly into those details. So yeah. yeah. Also kind of basically said a lot of the same things on every article I read. So uh the family lived like this for months before calling Ed and Lorraine. Uh they proclaimed that the house was possessed. Um they actually moved in for a couple weeks to try to get the full experience of what the family was going through. Uh, this led to quite a media campaign. Like I stated in the beginning, this is kind of after some of their really big cases. Not only that, but also started to kind of come in like unfurled a little bit on the ends of like what really happened. So yeah. uh, critics of Ed and Lorraine and of paranormal were quick to try to find holes in the family's story and experiences. Mm-hmm. The oldest son's diagnosis of schizophrenia made people question his involvement. And according to aliceobscura.com, quote, besides having a drug habit and schizophrenia, he admitted to some of the villainous going on in the, sh- uh, sh- the Snedeker household. So he apparently, like, participated in it it didn't really give a bunch of details of what they were but like he says like he maybe was seeing the voices that they heard or like things oh okay moving and which yeah. yeah yeah i'm sorry in a house that many kids and it's your cousins and you know it was an old funeral par- funeral parlor mm-hmm. i can see some pranks happening yeah, yeah. like not to be like malicious but i can see some pranks. i think it probably started off as that and then i think he kind of went like unhealthy and it was like Oh, he took a turn off the main road? Took a turn off the schizophrenia road. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, but yeah, and another thing that was called out, um, that the upstairs neighbor, so again, this was a duplex, the upstairs yes. neighbor during this time had nothing happen to them. Not a one. They heard nothing. Nothing happened. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. And... Uh, While finally some of these facts didn't stop the story from coming back into the spotlight in 2002 when a documentary about the family aired on TV. Uh, Not even the fact that the author Ray Ray Garton, sorry if I mispronounced that, who was hired to write a book on the story, quote, went on record that not only was he given conflicting stories from the Snedekers, he was given directions to ignore these conflicts and sensationalize the story. Hmm. While I always want to believe anyone's experiences with the paranormal, I have to end with a quote from FilmDaily.co from apparently Ed himself. Uh, when that author went to Ed, stating that their stories didn't line up and you know wanted some advice on like what to do, or, yeah. You know, apparently, Ed said, "Oh, there, the family yeah. is crazy. You've got some of the story. Just use what works and make the rest up. Just make it up and make it scary." So while I think there were possibly paranormal experiences in the home, they may have just been dramatized a bit. 
Because then, like, even if 1%'s true, no one's going to believe that 1% because the rest is sensationalized. Yep. That sucks. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. again, I have never seen Haunting in Connecticut. Apparently, it was what was based off this. It does say, (laughs) in one of the articles I read, it was like, nothing scarier than starting a horror movie and you see based on true events. And, like, Uh or, like, based on a true story or whatever it may be. So, I was like, yeah, it is pretty spooky. It does kind of give you, like, a more ominous feel just mm-hmm. in general yeah but i would like to see this movie and just see how it compares to the story but no. again i, I know to keep I... it short there's a lot of yeah they hit so many cases and i kind of wanted to just make sure i got the basics mm-hmm. Heck yeah yeah i know i've seen that one it's been yeah. a long time since i've seen the haunting in connecticut so you i honestly don't remember it talk about like the I, it's been a long time i actually okay. don't i just remember the no. basement so i remember there was like a was like a there was like another room in the basement or something I thought they said they had seances in there, though. Okay, so thank you for bringing that up. I don't. I thought I wrote it in my notes. Um, when Ed and Lorraine quoted it as that the house was possessed, they said that they believe the pe- the previous owners and AK the people who were doing the like funeral directing were uh, necromancy. Is that what's the word? Talking with the dead? Trying to bring the dead yeah, back yeah, to life? Yeah, yeah, like, yes. Oh. But they, like, it's, like, basically they quoted it on Wikipedia as, like, dark magic. So, like, okay. they think that because of the dead bodies and they were trying to communicate with the dead in a negative way. Oh. Yeah. Fools. So, even if it was possessed, apparently Ed didn't think it was that big of a fucking deal. So. Mm. Ed does seem like a blowhard type of guy. Like, yeah, these are the facts as I see them. Yet again, I'm giving him 16 accents. I don't know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, also, when you're in that line of work, it's, I can't only imagine that, like, the real ass shit, like, needs way more time and attention. Mm-hmm. And they also still want to come off looking good. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if they're able to kind of say, like, yeah, fluff that up a little bit. Then yeah. Fuck, I would, too. I mean. Shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I see both sides. Also, they're, like, the only ones, I don't know, they seem like the only, like, dynamic duo of the time to yeah. do something like that so fuck, mm-hmm. i would have to like i'll do whatever i could to keep my name out there that's true that is their livelihood yeah. i see both sides yeah so regardless i think based on what the story what was said i mean ed i mean tr- the quote even said ed said we've got some of the story like yes he said the word story but like you've got some of the facts you've got some of what right. they said mm-hmm. fluff up off that so it's like so yeah maybe it truly was like I'm sorry. Also, if you're going to lie about potentially having not, uh, what's the word? Not consensual. A non-consensual thing with a ghost, that's pretty fucked up to lie about, so. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't look good. Yeah. I think mm, at least some is true. Yeah. Ugh. I think so. Listeners, yeah. what do you think? Do you believe in the Ed and Lorraine hype, or do you think they are just hype? I would be interested to know. Let us know. Yes. Yeah. Right in. If you have an experience or is there another case that we should have covered, aka we could cover it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, we wanted to give you a good outline of them. Um, yes. Sadly, they both have passed away. I believe Ed was in 2006. Six. Six, yeah. And Lorraine, 2019. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, she could have protected us from COVID. <gasps> Maybe that's what happened. We lost our good luck charm and Lorraine mm-hmm. Warren. Lorraine, come back. She wasn't just protecting her. She didn't have her own protector. She was protecting us as well. Yeah. 
Also, Loki, can we just talk for a minute about how well cast? Yes. 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 Her character is hundred percent. Like I'm I love. Once I her saw actor. her interview, I was like, Ed is love a to- no, totally different. Y- yeah. Like, doesn't- <laughs> they have to make him lovable. Though. Yeah. Of I course. Mean, yeah. Looks <laughs> nothing fucking like him. I was like, sorry, bro. Like, nah. but whoa. I think it may be how he remembers himself, but if that's the truth, I don't know. He you came know over, like, he was like, I see what you want to do. Make it realistic, but really don't. He slips him, like, 100 or something. Yeah, like, please, I will no. say, <laughs> in all of her pictures, does always look a little older than, like, she just, I talked about this with my mom today. I've been watching the Golden Girls a lot, and, like, in that show, they're in their, like, 60s, in, like, the start of the show. They look like they're 70 plus, and I think it's because back then there really was no like middle-aged look. It was like yeah. you went from mom to grandma as soon as you had your first grandkid. You cut your hair, you wore, you know, certain grandma outfits, and I think that's kind of like this in the same vein. Like she was of that time where it was like you weren't a mom and like I mean, then you graduated to grandma real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like style choices was a lot more limited. I mean, you yeah. can even tell in the newest movie, she looks, her hair is like a little bit more be like bouffant looking and just like looks a little more mm-hmm. older. Oh, I'll have to watch. I, just yes. watch. I watched the commercial like six times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Ugh. So I don't know. They're just always very interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, shout out. I used to watch a show. I don't know where it's airing currently or if it is, but it is a haunted collector was an awesome show. It was on the hmm. Sci-Fi channel, and he is Ed and Lorraine's nephew. Ah. Yeah, you had mentioned that. Yeah, so if you are yeah. caught up on all your Conjuring trilogy, then go and find that on YouTube or something of that nature. It's a very cool show. Um, but yeah, that's it. 74. Close that door. Guess Woo! we're walking out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Woo! Uh, yeah, but real quick before we go. Oh, that was my thank you. <laughs> <laughs> The perfect. <laughs> Wes puts it back in at the end. <laughs> thank you. That's your new little clip. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the worst thing, I think I dropped into like a thank you. Yeah. Thank you. My brother visited today, so. Oh, well. Yeah. That's why the accents have been coming mm-hmm. out. The draw well, came back. Little twang. Mm-hmm. Ain't no thing. We love it. We love it. Uh, also. Also, what we love is you giving us a rating and review yeah. on mm-hmm. iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts. Excuse me. Uh, really appreciate that. If you could follow, like, share on any platform that you listen to us, it'd be much, much, much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have an Instagram, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Give us a follow. You get cool pics every week of each episode. I mean, otherwise, you're going to miss out unless you also follow us on Facebook. We have a group there. Um, you can like the page as well. Uh, like we've mentioned a couple times, send us your topic suggestions and ideas. If Mm -hmm. we've said something incorrectly, if you want to give us a little bit more information on a topic we may have covered, go ahead and email us at sinistersunrisepodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, we do have a TikTok. And I was re-listening back to one of our episodes just because I hadn't, all my podcasts are done for this season and I'm so upset. Um, But I was going back and listening to an episode. Um, We still have to make our golf tiktok where we teach people how to play oh, oh yes so, yeah so we will have that up soon but we do have lots of cool videos it's sinister underscore sunrise underscore podcast um aaron you got something to end on for us yeah we have one um new review ah! i think rating two probably as well 
on Apple Podcasts from our listener Shelby. Yay! Oh, yeah. So, oh, do you want me to say yes, it? Yes, okay, perfect. Okay, I didn't know it was at the end. All right. So she says, wow, I love these ladies. Not only are they hilarious, but also so intelligent in their areas of expertise. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm hiding my face. Oh, my God. I'm bashful now. And she says, I love how they think of all sides of whatever they're talking about. Aaron's laugh is the cutest. Sarah's <laughs> sass cracks me up. And Morgan is just all around hilarious. Oh. And she sure. even leaves a little comment for Wes. She says, P.S. Thanks, Wes, for editing the pod. Oh, thank you. Yeah, very good. My kind. heart is so happy. Thank yeah. you, Shelby. Now well, we all got to draw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have the good goosebumps, so I'm going to end on that. Uh, if, yeah, next week will be individual topics again. So tune in for episode 75. Yeah. yeah. Bye.